What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart Podcast feed. It is myself and Matt Stefano, joined by Greg Piatelli. We go through the reveal of the final four teams in the college football playoff. Week 16 picks in the NFL. A little hockey talk at the end. This one was a blast to record. Cannot wait to hear what you guys think. As always, though, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. Join our Facebook group, the Bullpen Cart Podcast Group. It is where you can become part of the conversation. But enjoy this week's episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. And here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate Podcast, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell, and joining me, as always, is the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Matty D. How are you, my friend? It's the holiday week, so I'm doing good. That being said, you know, tough situation football-wise as a fan, um, and I think for the first time in a long time, our, our guests today could probably agree with us. It's been decades, but but I'm still doing strong. Got some fantasy going on this week, some big games, and uh, and I want to continue that. And uh, excited for the holidays. Um, but other than that, my my football fandom is in, is in, is in, is is t- is in tatters over here. Yeah, it's uh, a it's a tough weekend. But you mentioned it. Our guest, like last week, is on for the whole show. You may all remember him from. The various other podcasts that he hosts with me on this podcast feed is the prophet himself from Boston, Massachusetts, Mr. Greg Piatelli. How are you, my friend? Is lashing out because of, of a professional sports team that you have nothing to do with, lashing out at, at those around you um, out of anger at your professional sports team, something that that's normal or poor people do? This is a new new experience for me. <laughs> Just trying to just try to figure out the the right protocol right. here. You, you know, have to, uh, you have to try to subdue it, man. You know, you got to push you gotta, it down. You got to <laughs> you got to enjoy the bad times because then when the good times come, it just feels so much better. I mean, <laughs> bury it deep inside. Bury it deep bury inside. inside. Remember that feeling. I don't know what. Remember what they said to us in high school football. Remember when you remember this moment when we beat them next year. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I've had this before. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I feel like the last time that the the three of us were on was right before uh, the Super Bowl. That that was alleged an epic Super Bowl, if you will. It was. That was. I think that is correct. That's the last time. In that, in that the actual MVP of the Super Bowl had had almost 700 yards passing and didn't win the MVP of the Super Bowl. So, but that's neither here nor there. I'm doing great, Jordy. World Juniors coming up. A little so hockey nice. talk. Um, Team Canada. Looks unreal, but other than that, hopefully uh, the USA can show out and do some things. But yeah, I'm excited to talk football. Let's get after it. Yeah, this is a that's a really good point. They uh, we have some other hockey news we can talk about at the very end. But yes, World Juniors kicking off on Christmas Eve, right? Not a not a Christmas day, and then Christmas Day games. Yes. Uh, well, the USA doesn't play until the 26. I don't think. Letting them letting them have a nice Christmas in a, up there in the bubble. But you're right. We're going to talk some football. We're going to start college football. 
Conference championships last weekend. Um, ACC game, not as close as we thought it might have been. Figured what happened with Bama was going to happen. Iowa State losing, so really getting their, their way out. But despite Notre Dame getting blown out, the final four is Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State at three, and Notre Dame at four. Matt, I'll start with you. Was this the correct decision leaving Texas A&M, who wasn't, or actually they were active, and they played Tennessee, but was it right leaving them out? Did they get the final four right? Well, I mean, first of all, I think they, I think they got the final four wrong, so they start there. Um, and, I, and I do think it's Notre Dame that's incorrect, uh, obviously. Um, that makes sense. The other three have incredibly strong arguments. Um, three, the two of them being undefeated. The other one winning a major conference and the only loss coming without a potential Heisman, probably Heisman finalist, first overall pick at quarterback in a support position on the football field uh, in, a, in a tight game against number four Notre Dame. So those three teams easily had my Matty B stamp of approval. Um, Notre Dame, to me, has no business in this playoff. They got destroyed in the biggest game of the season. Um, so clearly, with Trevor Lawrence, Clemson is the far superior team. Now, so that bothers me right away. Um, and you can say that, yes, you know, Texas A&M did lose, not pretty close to Alabama earlier this year. Uh, but I'd like to point out, at least they scored 24 points. I mean, it was, what, was it three points or 10 points? I, I turned the game off. It was that bad. How many points did Notre Dame score? Uh, it was not a lot of it. I think it was 10 points. 10 points, sure, 10 points. And, and the, the, the seventh, the touchdown comes late in the game when Clemson's already dominating. Uh, the game has been well in hand. Their backup quarterback is in the game. I mean, they pulled their starters out, like emptying the bench in the fourth quarter, you know, when the teams blow their team out to give them a you know, senior night in, in college basketball. I don't even understand how they can be considered for the playoff. In my mind, Texas A&M, I think, has a better resume. And quite frankly, personally, the team that gets screwed here is Cincinnati, who's undefeated, wins the AAC, beats a number of ranked teams throughout the year to do it. And I don't understand how their case isn't higher up. I think it's, I, I think it's a kind of a travesty. What else are they supposed to do, you know, to earn a spot as an undefeated, the mid, the highest mid-major conference to me is the AAC and, and they get screwed. So uh, I actually think they're the ones that, that should probably have gotten in, but I would have been fine with Texas A&M as well. Um, not even sure how Oklahoma managed to jump them in the rankings. I think that's kind of a, a mistake as well. Um, so yeah, I, I know, you know, we talk about how late losses hurt you the most, too. I don't know what taste, how, how a bad taste wasn't left in the committee's mouth when they look at Notre Dame and how poorly they played in the biggest game of the year for them. Um, this wasn't a cut to late field goal to win kind of game. Sure. Yeah, Greg, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame, I agree with Matt. Notre Dame has no business being in the playoff. They lost. They beat Clemson at home against Clemson's backup quarterback and Clemson was missing their starting middle linebacker who is arguably one of the best defensive players in the country and a four-year starter for Clemson and again Notre Dame on the road or at home in overtime all of those weeks ago and then once Clemson's at full strength gets blown out uh, I don't think that they should have been in if the game was close then yes you could make an argument that they should be there but the fact they got blown out on national TV to everyone to see. Yeah. They made it close at the end and, and you could call it like Matt said, like, you know, they, they made it close when no one was really playing anymore, but I mean, let's call it what it was. They, they had no business. They have no business being in the final four. Um, there are like, yeah, Cincinnati getting hurt by their division, Coles Carolina, obviously, you know, there are teams 
and um Oklahoma, you know, Oklahoma getting hurt by their division and Oklahoma, just like AM, lost early in the season. And then Oklahoma and both AM have won their last eight games or seven games down the season. And they're five, six sitting, you know, on outside looking in. AM lost week two versus Alabama. So it's like, and then beat Florida, who Alabama went down to the wire with for the SEC championship. So to me, it, there's, there's plenty of teams. I mean, you know, Cincinnati again being hurt by their conference, but plenty of teams between AM, Oklahoma, you know, Cincinnati. I mean, even Florida would be a better game than Notre Dame against against Alabama going forward. You know, I would love, you know, again, a rematch between AM or Florida with Alabama would have been way better than what we're going to get with Notre Dame. Yeah, it's a little tough. Uh, I don't know if it's something where they just had their minds made up, and, and it's something where I really am a conference championships need to matter. And, and there's something to be said if, we're talking different where Florida ends up winning and, and how do you leave Alabama, how good they've been out of it. Um, the fact that it, it ultimately didn't matter. And, and now a Notre Dame team who, like you just mentioned, faced off against two of the best players in the country. Alabama stacked with so many more of those types of players, how the committee can possibly think that that's going to you know be an entertaining game. I get it that you're going to get a lot of eyeballs because everybody's a Notre Dame fan across the country, but I don't know. It, it's kind of wild. Um, I would like to have seen a Cincinnati get a chance at it. It seemed pretty pretty outside, especially after Florida jumped them last week, and then they play Alabama so close in the, the SEC championship game. Um, and it's kind of wild how everything shook out with everything in, in the New Year's Six Bowls because we do get Cincinnati in there. We don't get an Indiana who would have taken Ohio State's place given the, the COVID rules, but they don't end up getting in there and, and you get some you get some extra teams in there. Iowa State, I think, deserves to. Uh, I think that's probably the biggest one that a lot of people were pretty upset about. I know we're changing gears here, but in the, the top four, I don't know, there's definitely a big question mark now because at least Ohio State, you know, people had problems with the number of games they played. At least they've shown quality on the field. Notre Dame, it's, it's going to be kind of the same as their previous appearance in the playoff where... I have not looked at any sort of lines for this, and, and I'm sure there's something out there of how this opened. But it's whatever it is, it's going to be closer because, again, Notre Dame has a ton of fans all over the place, and they're going to put a lot of money on it. And at that point, just bet the house on Alabama because they're that good, and they're they're going to be able to do it. I know Notre Dame's defense had been really good, and that was the thing they had going for them. But they looked like a bunch of Pop Warners playing with NFL players on Saturday. Yeah, I, I, this is – I mean – you know, it's just it, to me, it's a name recognition thing. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I think that's I think that's just a bummer because again, I don't think we have the best four teams here. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess we'll see what happens. But anyway, um, do you yeah, think if no, 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 hang on, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say, do you think if A and M, like if they got to play a non-conference schedule and they're sitting there at eleven and one, they don't play the SEC championship game still, but they're eleven and one, they play more of a full schedule. Do you think they would have had a better shot there? Because then they at least have more of a traditional, and I say that with OSU being six and zero, but more of a traditional quote unquote college football playoff record. I mean, who who would they have played outside their division? You know, a lot of these yeah, especially, their, their canceled games don't help them. But this well, is especially just a, the, especially the SEC because the SEC is so loaded that they always play cupcakes because they want those practice games quote unquote in there. Yeah, the only so, game. Sorry to interrupt you. The only game that would have been good was playing Colorado. That was supposed to be their last game before SEC play. North Texas, Texas and Albaline Christian 
presumable wins, but a Colorado team who ended up being pretty good, I, I get it too, the Pac-12 didn't play a full schedule, but they looked good and they were undefeated for a while, so that, that could have potentially helped. Yeah, I mean, the only knock on Ohio State, which a lot of people are saying to go back to it, is, again, completely just skipping over your point, Jordy, here, because I don't know that your question uh, warranted a response from me, at least. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ohio State, I mean, the Big Ten is not good. Like, they have not been good, except except for Ohio State, the last couple years. I mean, I don't know. Sure, Northwestern took them to – close or a close game, whatever. And Justin Fields, the only two good teams he played, he threw an interception uh, and doesn't bode well for them against Clemson. And I feel like, you know, you're, you're only basing it off of where these kids are ranked in high school versus, you know, how they are now, you know, like Cincinnati has been undefeated or one loss or two loss for the last three years in a row. So it's like, when are you, or when are the committee or whoever's making the decision actually going to give them, a fair shake at, at anything. Maybe it's on the AD for not scheduling better games, but you know, like I said, they've been undefeated or, or one loss or two loss for the last three years. So it's to me, almost like US, uh, USC or UCF a couple of years ago, when there are certain teams that come along <clears throat> one year that have the talent to compete. And just because they're not in those major conferences, they don't get that shot. Um, and the big 10 is just brutal. So, Ohio State, sure, they have all the top guys. Justin Fields is going to be a great player in the NFL, but, you know, it's it's that the Big Ten stunk this year. They were not good. So, to me, it's it's hard to justify keeping them out. Obviously, I want them in there because I think it'll be a good matchup between Clemson. I mean, Clemson's going to blow them out, but it'll be fun to watch Justin Fields versus Trevor Lawrence, who's the better quarterback. Those two have been battling since high school. But, you know, I just feel like – because the Big Ten was so bad, because the SEC was so good, A&M should be in over Notre Dame, over Ohio State. Again, Florida, Cincinnati. I mean, I would even throw Oklahoma, because, again, they ended an eight, eight-game win streak to end the season. You, you, and A&M, you could argue with all these teams that just deserve – not deserve it, but are better despite their on-paper record. They are better than Ohio State and Notre Dame. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know that – I think we're in I, agreement. I guess the, go ahead, go ahead, Joe. No, no, no Matt, you finish. Well, I was going to say the one, the one thing, and, and I'm, I look, I, there's so much distaste. I hate Ohio State with the burning passion of a thousand suns. I, I, you know, when you do talk about not necessarily history, but pat, past pedigree, pedi, um, what's what I'm looking for? Pedigree, pedigree. That's right. Yeah. Sorry. If you look at past pedigree for like the past three, four years, like Ohio State has been an elite talent and has beaten very good teams. So. Putting them in there, going undefeated, and, and Greg, I'm with you. The Big Ten, honestly, they they have a reckoning coming because if you think about it, I mean, it should be Michigan. They're not great. Penn State can't seem to take that next step needed at times to be that number two program on a consistent basis. Wisconsin is down. Nebraska doesn't exist. Iowa is like this middle-of-the-road team most of the time. So there is this big talent void for whatever reason outside of Ohio State and the Big Ten. They're, they're basically basing their entire – Look how great we are with the Big Ten off of history. But in terms right. of like past couple of years, I mean, there is a ton of talent on Ohio State. Like I think they're I think they are a top four team in the country. I think Justin Fields is a big reason for it. So I understand getting them in. Um, I'm with you. They haven't played anybody. They are playing in a watered down conference, but Clemson's been playing in the ACC and no one seems to be able to touch them in the conference as well. When you think about Miami still kind of floundering, UNC, I mean, are they for real or not? Vatech down, um, Florida State. 
<laughs> is pulling a Nebraska at the moment. Um, so, I mean, I, yeah, I'm certainly with you there. Uh, but, I mean, I, I just think Notre Dame hasn't even proven they're going to be that good. I, I, I don't know. That's where I guess I struggle more with it. Um, and no one made a good yeah. argument, though. I mean, the problem is no one else – I mean, other than Texas A&M with one loss, but it's not a good loss because it's 52 to 24. It's not a great-looking loss. No. Yeah, but you week know, two. I mean, like, week week two, can you really – you know, week two with oh, no no sure. summer like right no and summer I, workouts totally, i'm with you but the prop like florida didn't make an effort because they have three like, three losses now right so i mean they, they threw a shoe that that's going to cost them everything i hope kyle trask is back so um <laughs> i think if good. another team yeah if another team had, had yeah, if oklahoma only had a loss um they they would have been able to put more pressure uh on the committee but the committee kind of had it easy with 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 ohio state once they played in the title game because they're the big 10 champ and they're undefeated so um, yeah, I know it's tough, man. I don't envy their jobs. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely something with Ohio state where there's, yeah, they're undefeated. They're a big 10 big name champion of the conference. And I don't know. Have, I they, think Matt made, have they won, have they won a playoff game since they won the championship? They have not. They've gotten every big 10 team has gotten smoked in the, the college football playoff. That's a, another interesting point to bring into with the big 10. Cause it's been Ohio state and Michigan state have been the only representatives and they have not looked good in the playoffs. So there's definitely something where you know the money that comes in. We talked about a couple weeks ago. When is that going to ro- roll to work? Because Penn State seemed like they were going to become maybe another dark horse candidate. Or, you know, really looking good, and they really had a shitty season this year. And and now you know where are they at? Indiana, I don't know. Is that is that sustainable? Northwestern, possibly Iowa, possibly Wisconsin had a pretty shitty year despite looking good at the start. Yeah, the Big Ten. The Big Ten is a really interesting candidate to look at because the west division never really seems to figure its shit out you mentioned it michigan should be a much bigger name than it is and it's not part of that might be to do with basketball and other other things there i don't know it's something where depending on how on how ohio state does against clemson it might find itself in some sort of crossroads where it turns into this ohio state feeding factory and we have to kind of make sure they get the best players within the conference i don't know it's uh it's definitely an interesting spot to be in. All right, it sounds like we're all in agreement, though, with the Final Four and where they're at. But let's move on to picks. Week 16 in the NFL. We talked about it a little bit at the top. Not looking good for any of our fandoms, but some of us are alive in various forms of fantasy. And we have picks to try to take each other down that way. Greg, you've been on for picks earlier this year, so you know the deal. Five NFL games, one – well, actually, no college games. So I'll just do five NFL games – do as a snake draft. You start as the guest picker. I go second because Matt went second last week. And then Matt brings the snake around. Greg, lead us off. What is your first pick for week 16? Can I ask you a question? Sure. Are the Eagles officially out of the... No just... way, baby. No, they're alive. We've got a shot. <laughs> so they need to be the Cowboys this weekend. And then if the Washington football team loses, then they're still alive. Okay, and who? Okay, all right, <clears throat> perfect. Um, <laughs> and then it gets even more jumbled. So. Yes. Well, the lo- the tie helps them, but I'm going to pick the Eagles, two and a half point favorites on the road, uh, right in Dallas. Yeah, they're in Jerry World mm-hmm, on the road. Yeah, on the road, and I I'm picking them because one because no one else in this podcast can because Jordy's cardinal rule, and and I listen to the podcast, and Maddie very rarely <sighs> likes to do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm picking the the Eagles simply because 
that new quarterback there, you know, Jalen Hurts returned to Dallas. Um, almost positive he's from there. I could be talking out of the left side of my, my mouth here, but I'm almost positive he's from there. He played there a bunch with Oklahoma. Obviously, Alabama, I'm sure, played there a couple times. Uh, he knows the stadium, not afraid by it, and Dallas is terrible. So I'm going with the Eagles. All righty. I don't know if he's from Texas. That seems like a Matt Eady fact, not a Jordy fact. But, uh, yeah, to, to build off your point, Matt Eady, another straight week of uh, being incorrect in the Eagles game of picking how they go. So it's probably better that you saved him the misery of having to pick in that game. I, I think I have a moratorium on picking them from now on. I think <laughs> I will uh, see moving forward. I will no longer decide any Eagles games in this podcast because it does not go well. I agree. Anyway. So uh, you're welcome. I mean, honestly, you're welcome. All right, so it comes uh, yeah. to me, and so, uh, there's some there's some interesting games out there this weekend that, um, yeah, really are all over the board. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go to the game against the Eagles Cowboys on Fox 4:25 out in Seattle. The Seahawks hosting the Rams. Rams are a point-and-a-half dog. Bad loss to the New York Jets the Rams had. But I like them to bounce back here. Seattle's defense, nothing really to write home about. LA's defense needs to show up and play well. Russell Wilson had an okay game last week. But I have a sneaking suspicion Aaron Donald's pretty pissed off and wants to uh, you know, prove himself there. I feel like LA's offense needs a little bounce back. They got close to coming back against the Jets, but didn't, similar to another team that played on Monday night. Uh, but I'm going to go with the Rams here, plus one and a half out in Seattle. Those games are always very close. That's why this is such a close line. But I like the Rams to win this one. I think that's a great bounce-back choice, by the way. I just want to throw this out there um, because the Rams got, obviously, <laughs> caught with their pants down. Um, I get back-to-back here, so I, I think I'm, I'm excited to review, too. Um, I think important games for for the teams uh, going after some playoff berths here. One is the the fun Christmas Day game, and that's the New Orleans Saints hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Um, Minnesota comes off a, a crippling loss to the Bears of all teams in a high-scoring affair where Minnesota's lack of defense really shined through. The, the Saints actually managed to hang around. If, I mean, if you if you kind of vibe the game out, the Chiefs, I thought, pretty much outplayed the Saints. Um, but there, there were the Saints in the end, which is a trademark of a good team. Um, but they both come off a of big-time losses. Saints are seven-point favorites. Um, I, I like the Saints to win, but I like – I like uh, the Vikings to keep it closer than expected. I think Drew Brees looks like he's laboring to throw the football. The injury yeah, to Michael Thomas is a huge deal. His arm, um, his arm looks dead. dead. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see how long that lasts. Um, you know, really, if you're if you're the Vikings, you're saying, okay, take away Alvin Kamara and beat us, uh, which is what what really been a, something that most teams have been doing to this to this Saints offense, anyway. Um, I know because I have Alvin Kamara in a league and it's been frustrating at times. But anyway, uh, I like I like the Vikings to keep it close with a balanced offensive attack. You've got the best uh, receiver that the Eagles didn't draft in Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen obviously is very talented and Dalvin Cook um, will make up for the deficiency that is Kirk Cousins and keep this game close. So it's my first choice on Christmas Day. I want to jump over to another. I'm sorry, I, I didn't I didn't pause for a moment for any commentary from the from the peanut gallery here. 
I you hate like, the Vikings. I hate the Vikings. I, I like the pick because it's it's a large line. It's technically a short week because it's a Friday night game or Friday afternoon game. Uh, and those end up being a lot closer than we thought. We talked about that last week with the Chargers. Obviously, Derek Carr's injury helped with that, but notwithstanding. Um, but I fucking hate the Vikings. I'm glad they. I'm glad the Bears blew them out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, all, all I wanted to add is that uh, I was right. Jalen Hurts is from Texas, so two points for me for getting that right. And New Orleans has nothing to play for, so I could see them just sitting. Drew Brees again and letting his ribs recover for another two weeks before the playoffs. I think I think that would make sense, but uh, even even so, like oof, um, they have not clinched the division. The Saints. No, because this is why I wanted to bring up the other major matchup in the AFC and the NFC South. It's Tampa Bay visiting Detroit. Um, I'm not sure if there's ever been a bigger wasted talent in the league than when I watch Matthew Stafford and what he can do with the football. Um, I hope the Lions can do something for him. And if not, I hope he hightails it out of there, finds a, a home. He, he and Carson Wentz, I know Carson's a little bit younger, but I think Stafford's been more productive, would both make very juicy trade slash free agent, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Chips. I, I, think, I think Stafford on a, on a Patriots team or a, a Colts team, or even the Broncos would, would do some serious wonders. I hope they can get him out of Detroit, even though I'd always root for the Lions. Tampa Bay is a nine-point favorite. Um, I haven't liked the way Tampa Bay has been playing. They came back again against Atlanta. I think Detroit has enough offensively uh, with DeAndre Swift, and I just mentioned um, Stafford. I, I like him to cover, not to win, but to cover against the Bucks here in a big nine-point spread at home. Um, I just simply think the Bucks don't have enough to consistently blow teams out. Uh, even with Antonio Brown coming around, Mike Evans hobbled. Chris Godwin still looks like he's affected by the hand injury. And I'm telling you, if Ronald Jones isn't healthy, I'm seeing nothing from Leonard Fournette that would show me he can run against this this Detroit team who isn't particularly great defensively. So uh, I, I do think they keep it close. I like that pick. Uh, it's definitely a large line. I get it. Detroit's not very good. They don't have a ton to play for. Uh, it also seems like something where... You might think Brady and the Bucks started out slow and then ended up coming out on the big win against the or the uh, not the Vikings, the Atlanta Falcons, and now they're going to blow out the 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 Lions. This this just seems like something that might be a shootout. Shootouts tend to be a little closer, uh, so I, I, I like that pick. You mentioned a lot of, a lot of different injuries, which also would give me concern to lay anything more than than a solid touchdown. If it was six and a half, maybe anything higher than seven. Pause. So I, I like that pick a lot, Maddie. Over to you, my friend, for your second pick. Yeah, so over to me. Um, this might be controversial to take this early, but uh, maybe one of you might go against this. But I'm going to go to Sunday Night Football. The Tennessee Titans going to Green Bay. Green Bay, a big win last Saturday night. They get technically a little bit longer of a break, eight and a half days-ish. I guess they put Saturday night. or Yeah, Saturday night. So they get, get a full eight days of rest. Green Bay's defense, you know, played pretty well but they didn't have to go up against tractor Cito. derrick henry will barrel through this packers defense that cannot stop the run i get it aaron Rodgers, he'll do his thing tennessee's defense is nothing to write home about this is gonna be a very exciting sunday night game uh it's three and a half points i like that right around that mark but i like green bay to win this but win it close i'm gonna go tennessee plus three and a half i don't know necessarily if they win so i'm gonna keep the points there but I like them to cover that spread, the Titans, 
plus three and a half. Yeah, I mean, Packers can't stop the run. Haven't been able to for the last couple of years. And best way to beat the Packers is keep Aaron Rodgers off the field. Exactly. I think, I think that's a good choice. It makes sense. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I just keep waiting for Tannehill to be bad, by the way. I've been on this train all year, and he's proven me wrong. So <laughs> well, it's, it's A.J. Brown, to... another year. I mean, like, he – talk about, like, a, a following up on a, you know, come-out party. Last year he was really good, and nobody was really sure what he was going to do, and he's been excellent this year. Well, hey, and by the way, I want to point something out. Cor- Corey Davis quietly, I believe, yeah, is Yeah, that's a good point. Didn't he, have like a, he was, what, 120 yep. yards last week? Yeah, and Johnny Smith is, is, is playing well, too. So this is more than just Derrick Henry. I know he's the star, but um, – Back at, it's hard to pick against Aaron Rodgers, but I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I think this is going to be pretty close. I think Rodgers figures out a way because he always does. But uh, I don't know that the three and a half has me gives me pause of wanting to take the take the Packers. They've been terrible against the spread. And again, Greg just mentioned it. Tractor Cito, you just hand him the ball and give that time of possession. Make that be the the deciding factor to this game. Yeah, I mean to Tannehill. To your point, in Miami, he was really good on that that Dolphins team and they again going back to our conversation from the last time I was on this podcast three years ago but the uh like the AFC East just being ruined and destroyed by the Patriots here's a guy Tannehill who had very good seasons and was never able to get over the Patriot hump quote-unquote but had good receivers had a great career there got hurt ran out of town because he was hurt, had one bad year after his injury, and then all of a sudden now resurgence, new new program, new system, et cetera, et cetera. I think uh, – I, I, I don't know, Jordy. I, I, that's, a, that's, a, that's a smart pick in theory because, like you said, oh, all they do is run the ball, but easier said than done yeah, it, on the road in Lambeau and, and Tennessee is you – know, I don't want to say must win, but I feel like – they need to, they need to win their division to, I don't know, to make the playoffs probably. I mean, do we want to talk just quickly as an aside before you go for your next two? Just how wacky the AFC playoff picture is. Like, teams could win. There, there's a possibility that a team could win 11 games and not make the playoffs, but more likely than not, there's going to be a 10 and five team that misses this thing unless the Dolphins lose out. Maybe I don't see the Ravens losing out, but. It's crazy of how this is all going, right? Yeah, I mean that happened. That happened to the Patriots the one year Brady blew, tore his ACL. They were eleven and four and or eleven and five and missed the playoffs. So the AFC that that happens. It sucks, but I don't. I, this is know. with seven teams. This, like that's why it's but even crazier. What, yeah, I hear you. But that's what I'm saying is that the NFC has just been a joke. The AFC is is top heavy from forever. So like, they're the top teams are always winning ten plus games. I was about to retort saying, oh, but. I should have said I was should have said NFC. He's supposed to be like, oh, but Brady's lost three straight to the <laughs> NFC. Thankfully, I didn't say that and sound like an idiot. Anyway, um, Matt, do you want to jump in before I do my picks? No, no, I I'm with you. Go, let's, let's, what do you got for me? Come on, I want to rip your picks, not Jordy's. I rip his every week. So nice. Yeah, I'm a complete uh, mush. It's easy to rip my picks. You know, I'm gonna and go yourself a little bit. Jeez, <laughs> I mean. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the team that you need to lose. The Washington Football Team, two point favorites at home. Everyone's high on them because their defense, and they just took Seattle five point loss. Blah blah blah. Uh, I think Carolina. I think what's the, what's the best way to beat an active D line and a good D line with a, with a mobile quarterback, quick throws, 
Teddy Bridgewater, I feel like, is that guy. Now, can the receivers for Carolina get the separation from the DBs from Washington? You know, that's a different story. But I think think at the end of the day, Carolina goes into Washington, wins this football game, and uh, Carolina, I mean – nothing really left to play for except for jobs at this point, but I think they go in and, and play spoiler and, and beat Washington setting up for a nice little week 17 or week. Yeah. Whatever week we're in week 17 finale in the NFC East. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Christian McCaffrey currently listed as questionable whether or not he comes back. Um, you know, obviously adds a, a large factor at this point. Like you mentioned, is it, is it a pride thing at, or do they look back to Mike Davis who had a shit week last week? Guy coming off the COVID list, DJ Moore, actually looked pretty good last week. He had a, a, over 120 yards. Didn't get into the end zone, but you know, nonetheless, returned to being a guy who they'd look to before he had, uh, you know contracted the virus. Uh, that, that's a solid pick. I would say Chase Young has really stepped it up in the second half of the season, so that's something that, uh, like he mentioned, active D-line that, that Teddy Bridgewater is really going to have to look at. Looking at the other side of the ball, Washington's offense has been volatile, to say the least. Um, so that's definitely something against that Carolina defense that ultimately is going to be a pretty big deciding factor over under set at 45, 45, 44 and a half, actually. Did, um, did Alex Smith get hurt? Like, why did he not play last week? A calf injury. So, yeah. I mean, if he, if he, if he doesn't play again, I mean, it's a no brainer. Washington loses. Actually, that well, not only well, that, by the way, but, but Dwayne Haskins just got caught in a strip club with post no loss to Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> obviously no mask right pick he's already issued an apology but quite frankly there's a chance he gets, he gets suspended. suspended he if, has to get suspended right if that's the case i, I who do they does brandon allen whoever they have who they have there uh if yeah, smith can't allen, go, right? or you bring in a hobbled smith and he's ineffective so uh, i'm with you guys i i think you know this the washington love that just off and then the other guy you have to think about though, this is an interesting point is antonio gibson healthy because he has been a revelation for them at the running back position He's been out the last two weeks, um, so I, he's blown me away. I didn't think he'd be this this good with due to the like other than Terry McLaurin, it's a lack of talent there. On the if you think about it, off and the, the offensive line is not particularly superstarly good there. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, and okay. and again, you have you have to go into it as as like you know what they say is oh any any West Coast team traveling East you know they play terribly and and so Seattle only winning by five. You know, maybe a factor, maybe not a factor, but I just think, like you just said, Matt, I think the Washington's being overhyped because of their their close loss, if you will, at home with a backup quarterback to to Washington or to Seattle. But I, I just think that at the end of the day, I think uh, Carolina's going to play spoilers. We're going to keep it interesting for the NFC East, and it's going to come down to Week 17 when they all play each other. We'd love to see it. Uh, one guy in Washington football team did sign this week that I. You know, personally, like to see do well, Matty D is uh, Michael Kendricks. I don't know if you saw that play. Oh, Inked yeah. him to a little deal. I don't know if he is going to be Why inserted right in, but uh, you know, former Eagle, gotta love him. Yeah. Uh, it's back to me, right? I'm the uh, the middle of the snake. Uh, I mean, I only I only did one pick, but it's okay. Oh That's yeah, cool. all right. It, we'll... No, 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 no. By all means, it's your wow. show. You can, you can cut. No, 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 Greg. No, 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 no. We're breaking it down for a while, Greg. Greg, take your second pick. No, it's okay, Jordy. I'll just go. Uh... You know, Jordy, um, I'll, I'll throw you a bone, but I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and <laughs> I'm going to take the Cleveland Browns, nine and a half favorites on the road in New York. Uh, 
I'm going to take them to absolutely blow out and curb stomp the New York Jets. And the Jets uh, are going to <laughs> they're reading the press clippings of how everyone's so pissed they won. And I think they're going to to go into a bigger shell and, and lose even in even more ridiculous fashion uh, just to keep the, the Jet fans' hopes alive of a number one pick, uh, you know, on, you know, the possibility with with another loss and a blowout loss to Cleveland. Yeah, it's not a bad pick at all. Um don't talk about this game. Don't talk about this game. Just move on. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go to another shit game. Uh, <laughs> That's an Bears. easy pick. I can't believe you took that. Okay. Go on. Go on. Off we go. Yeah. Bears had a huge win against the Vikings last week. We talked about it with Jacksonville. Uh, they are – we the theory we had last week, Matt, of they keep things close. I don't know what to think <laughs> going guy. into this, but they, they are banged up beyond all get-up now. Like, so they're not even around there. Uh, did you say you denied the theory? You're you're not you were no, a truther. I, no, I no, I think that did work out well for us. That theory about no, Jacksonville it keeping really it close. did not. Um, yeah. Joe Martin and I, Joe Martin and I were keeping each other, despite playing each other in the fantasy playoffs of our Lehigh League. We were texting each other because we went on went in on very similar bets. And we we're like, what the fuck were we thinking? Um, but Jacksonville playing the Bears, uh, Bears offense coming into something. They're still technically alive, playing for it. Um, there's a reason why it's sitting at seven points, and I'm very tempted to think Bears are going to fuck this up. Their offense is not going to be great. Uh, but I don't know. Jacksonville's way too injured to think of anything constructive to uh, to give me a reason to pick them for two weeks in a row. I'm going to go the Bears minus seven um, and really just make the, the Jet fans sweat a little more as they watch Red Zone or whatever they're uh, – however they're trying to track that game. I don't know. The Bears defense came into it a little bit on, against an offense that, you know, put up some yards. You know, Jeff, Justin Jefferson calling for Kirk Cousins to throw it. Probably uh, one of the better clips that we could get. But, um, yeah, I think the Bears defense figures it out and and uh, holds the Jags to not a ton of points. With both of these games, Cleveland, New York, and Jacksonville, Chicago, both over under 46.5, both over a touchdown spread, uh, or right at a touchdown for Chicago. But, that usually doesn't bode well. It usually means that they think it's going to be either very close and really low scoring or that the team that sucks is going to really suck. Um, and I think for Greg and mine's sake, the latter is true. The team that sucks is really going to suck. So both good picks. I uh, uh, There's some games here that don't have lines. I love that. That means I get to dive in here and just pick straight up winners. You get, the minus, you get the minus question mark. That's the rule we determined. What's the minus question mark again? You get you get whatever the line ends up being set at. Is, okay. is, right. is, is the Mitch is Mitch Trubisky good? Mitchell? Mitchell Trubisky? Mitchell I mean, hey, no, he, there's all this stuff about whether or not Adam Case actually likes Trubisky, but they're giving the ball to David Montgomery. That's the whole thing. And it sucks because Allen Robinson had been having such a great year, and then all of a sudden on, on, really on, fell off the Adam Gase. Adam Gase. Matt Nagy. Oh yeah, Matt Nagy. I'm sorry. Um, I, I just I don't want you to give any credit to Adam Gates. No, I'm I'm combining like eons of Bears football and the two picks <laughs> we were talking about. I mean, you could really you could have 44 players on the field just have these two games played at the giant monstrosity that the Jets and Giants call a home stadium, and somehow declare two teams a winner. I mean, we could add that. turf. That's the 49ers. Oh, the Bad curse turf. turf. You're right. Bad what turf. a storyline that just went away. The curse That's turf. That's the 49ers. 
Not just the 49ers. That's, isn't that where Christian McCaffrey got hurt? And Saquon, right? Well, yeah, Saquon, obviously. But the cursed turf. That, what a storyline. A lot of uh, late 2020 storylines just getting swept under the rug. <laughs> All right, Matty, um, what do you got? Well, so I'm going to go pick them, and I think there's a game here, and, and you can't think of a faster free fall for a double-digit win team than <laughs> from the Pittsburgh Steelers. So they're at home. And they're, they don't, I mean, I know they've got a lot of injuries defensively, but they still have a top three defensive player of the year candidate in TJ Watt. They've got corner safeties. They've got a really good defensive line. Um, you think they're well coached. They can't run the ball, but they've got weapons all over the place. The, the team you don't want to face when you're struggling to perform up to the expectations is a fundamentally sound, well coached football team that doesn't turn the ball over has a great, really emerging running game, even better than expected, and a and a stellar defense. And that is the Indianapolis Colts, who no one is going to want to play, in my mind, in the playoffs. That D-line is everywhere. Darius Leonard is an excellent middle linebacker, maybe the best in the game. I'm no disrespect to, 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 to Wagner and others. but um, And then some, some, some corners and safeties that can get the job done across the field. Uh, and a, a Jonathan Taylor, who as long as he holds out of the football, is as powerful of a back as I've seen. He's got speed. You bring in Naeem Hines behind him. You got some T.Y. Hilton kind of coming back. So I know I'm praising the Colts as they've been all year. I think they beat the Steelers who have problems. Big Ben says he's coming back for another year. Do the Steelers even want that? Um, he, he doesn't seem to have it. They're very one-dimensional offensively. Uh, so I like the Colts to beat the Steelers to send them even closer to potentially a tie with Cleveland. Um, That's what I want. And all of I a sudden, even, set- right, even the Ravens are back in the division. So, when did when did when did Pittsburgh get away from running the ball? What did it? Yeah. When well, when I Le'Veon mean, got hurt. When Le'Veon got hurt two years ago. Yeah. Well, he wasn't hurt. He was I, holding I, I, out. This is no, this is no disrespect to, to James Conner. But he was anointed after having a decent year when Le'Veon held out. He's not that good of a running back. So yeah. they and they built an offensive line that's that's protecting. It's a very good pass blocking offensive line. But it was funny. I was watching. They were on primetime and they were they were describing that they they have very quick their feet in a good way for pass blocking or fast. But in run blocking, your feet need to be on the ground moving forward, not dancing. Um, they're built to run with Le'Veon, not James Conner. Right? Le'Veon stays behind the line and then bursts through a hole. Connor's more of a straight hill back. They, they need a running back there. Oh, um, they absolutely do. Yeah. Uh, so, so point of clarification, I looked this up on the sports book I use. Indianapolis is a two-point favorite. Are you fine taking that? Taking them. Taking them. Uh, the, the Baltimore-New York Giants line, which we're all looking at the same lines here, and Yahoo doesn't have them. Uh, that's 11 for the Ravens' as favorites. And then uh, Ooh. Cincinnati-Houston is eight and a half Houston favorites. Ooh. Wow. Those are... So I'll go again here. Those are some big lines. Yeah, they're huge. But I can't miss an opportunity. He's going to take my team. I'm going to take his team. Okay? <laughs> Monday night, I think oh, people maybe thought this was going to go a little differently. <laughs> You've got the, the Buffalo Bills. Colin Coward called him the best team in football, by the way. I can't oh, agree. Patrick Mahomes still, still breathes on this earth. But the Buffalo Bills go to New England. They're six-point favorites, which I'd love to see if that's the largest line in the last 20-plus years since 1993 that they have been a six-point favorite (laughs) at New England. Now, here's the thing. 
Greg, I, I is that the I, is that I the, uh, to tell you the this, Pete Carroll era? Probably. I am a Patriots. I I have supported Bill Belichick and the Patriots and their dynasty. I love dynasties because I want one. I've never had a dynasty. <laughs> I want a dynasty as bad as anybody. So I respect what you guys have done there. Um, Cam Newton is not the answer. He doesn't throw. He pushes a football. Uh, would rather see Jared Stidham at this point. Uh, and by no. the way, he's not helped out by the lack of weapons. And it's a shame that Julian Edelman, this might be his last year in New England. That would be sad because he's an all-time great Patriot. But um, the Bills are six-point favorites. Their defense is absolutely turning it on when needed the most. I mean, they're rounding into form. Stephon Diggs looks like top five receiver in football. They're starting to run the ball with Singletary and Moss. Um, I love the Bills right now. Don't, I'm not picking them to win anything in the playoffs. Love them right now. Without Stephon Gilmore, even with J.C. Jackson, a Pro Bowl snub, who I, I would love to find his way out of the birds, but, you know, or Gilmore, I'll take anybody. Anyway, um, to go on that, anyway, that's a whole other story. But I like the Bills to win by more than six here to continue to put their stamp on being the second best team in the AFC behind the Kansas City Chiefs. So I love the Bills here um, on Monday night to beat a wounded Pats team who's loading up for the future and a possible run at Carson Wentz. We might be having this discussion. So let's, uh, I, I know Jordy wants to save it, but let's right now decide for both franchises, the Eagles get JC Jackson, the Patriots get Carson Wentz call it a day. So we might as well do it now. The one question we did get was from my fiance, Emily, who asked, what is Carson Wentz's trade value? Regardless of if you think, if he comes back after the offseason to take take back the, the spot or not, uh, what do you think his trade value is? Do you want J.C. Jackson for Carson Wentz? No picks involved, Greg. I'm, no, I was I was just – I mean, J.C. Jackson is going to ask for a ton of money because everyone's yeah. throwing his way because of, of Gilmore, obviously, and he's had a great year. Even when Gilmore is out multiple times throughout the year with his knee injury and now again, J.C. Jackson has stepped up and uh, – he his responsibility is those fast short receivers where Gilmore takes the tall physical receivers. So realistically, you know he's the one who's covering Tyreek Hill. He's the one who I mean they they double Tyreek, but he's the one who's covering those fast guys. And with a backup quarterback, with Hoyer, with Stidham throwing picks every time he's in the game, the Patriots took a Kansas City Chiefs team, the best team in football. Uh, couple couple red zone flubs but took them to the down to the wire i think this is tough to me this 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 game matt because the buffalo buffalo they have nothing to play for at this point you know they're not they're not catching for the number one seed by they've already won the division yeah home field i guess but there's no fans so to me it's like they already won their super bowl when they beat the patriots X amount of weeks ago, and that was the biggest game they ever had in, in their last 10 years because they beat New England for the first time in 10 years. The Patriots have nothing to play for because they're out for the first time in 20 <laughs> years they missed the playoffs and, and uh, yeah, or since 08 when Brady was hurt. But um, Stidham is not the answer. The Patriots need a quarterback bad. Uh, third and girl, I believe, is her professional name, Jordy. And, uh, no, she goes by Emily on her podcast. I think you should respect her her professional name. <laughs> All right, she does not go by it on the the gastrointestinal. I can't pronounce the name on her Liberty Ballers podcast. No free ads. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, you know Matt. I think 
think it's only fair. That's a that's a great pick. I respect your decision to take that pick. And Jordy, to your question, yes, I think uh, I think Carson Wentz will a thousand percent get a lot of offers or trade offers if the Eagles are willing to hang on to his contract because a lot of teams don't want to get into a Matt Stafford situation where everyone around him stinks because they paid him so much money. And I think the biggest thing with the Patriots, Matt, Cam Newton pushing the ball, running the ball, et cetera, it's amazing to me the lack of receivers that they have this year. They had even less last year, and or at least after Antonio Brown beat up his girlfriend a couple of times uh, or his baby mom a couple of times. It's amazing to me that the Patriots were as good as they were, and that goes back to Tom Brady. And it's, it's baffling to me how they are not – the best team in the NFC when Brady has ever received every receiver known to man. Um, and Mike Evans, one of the best now, Antonio Brown, you mentioned Godwin, they have great tight ends and they, I mean, he's missing a James white out of the backfield is probably, is probably what the biggest thing that Brady is safety valve, but it's amazing to me how Brady hasn't been doing better this year with actually having receivers for the first time, because the lack of receivers, regardless of who's throwing the ball, the lack of receivers is just glaringly obvious at this point. And you can relate as an Eagles fan. Yes, it's a very good point. Uh, also, but, you but, do the pod. I, was, I wanted to refute your pick, but you do your butt. Well, I was, no, I just wanted to quickly state that, hey, at the end of the day, it, it does come down to the quarterback. Quarterbacks can make receivers better. Brady's the perfect example of that, right? I mean, some of the guys he's been thrown to that he made look good probably wouldn't have been that great elsewhere. You look at talented receivers on bad teams that don't put up good numbers. That's all about the quarterback. Um, Greg, I did. I have to. I have to. You have to give me the chance to respond here, Jordy. I know Greg didn't really answer the question. I know the contract with J.C. Jackson's a big deal, but the Eagles have backed themselves into the corner with Carson Wentz. They need to be willing to take a lot of PR heat here. I'm not sure I think that J.C. Jackson for Wentz is of equal value because Wentz is a franchise quarterback. Um, if that's the case, that New England needs to take all the money, you know, I, but I think that's going to be very challenging for the birds. I, I, uh, so they got to make a decision on if they're going to blow the whole thing up or and, and kind of rebuild around Jalen Hurts because they're going to have to lose a lot of vets to do that to kind of keep that cap space on, on the record. Um, I'd rather them not trade. Carson because I love Carson but also because I think it crushes their cap space it'll be fascinating I, I, I don't know what the answer is but from a from a value pick I can't say I agree because a quarterback's far more important than a than a court than a cornerback so anyway just yeah, sorry, and, throw it and, out there. And the only the only the only thing that probably would move the needle is from the Patriots lease is Stefan Gilmore defensive player of the year uh and I think because Belichick's one of those guys who trades people two or three years before they are, are done. I think that would make sense because the Patriots assigned him to a two-year extension in the offseason, and I feel like that's a big enough name PR-wise, et cetera. And, I mean, if, are the Eagles not in a rebuild mode at this point? Like, they don't have receivers. They don't have a running back. They have one good defensive player. Whoa, 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 whoa. Disrespecting Miles Sanders, <laughs> Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Yeah, the defense is still fine. Who's injured. Oh, I would say this though. Is okay. Wait, hey. I would say this about the running back. Wait, 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 What are we doing here? What are we doing? Dallas Goddard. What are we doing? Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson will be back. JC Kelsey's at all pro center. If 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 the if the NFC East 
if there was a, if the Cowboys were as good as, as projected and the Giants didn't lose Saquon, the Eagles had the same record, this would be a dumpster fire. Let's get everyone. But because you're in some playoff contention with a four and nine and one team should be four and 10 team. All of a sudden, all these players are good and, and can handle and, and can, can. By the way, I didn't say all the players, own. but so, I, there's there's three offensive linemen that are that are immensely talented, two of which are on IR. I, I mean, Jay, I mean, I, Miles Sanders is a home run hitter. I'm not saying he's a top five head back in the league, Jordy, before I know you're going to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dallas Goddard, who's been injured all year and has been in and out. I mean, there's some talent. Jalen Rieger has flashed. I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I, I Granted, I, there's a lot of things that need to change. Defensively, though, there are some guys. I'm I, Okay. All right. Yeah, so I mean, my, but again, but again, think about it this way. If the Cowboys, if Dak doesn't get hurt and the Cowboys right. are, are sitting there 10 wins right now, you know, they're 10 and four, they're leading the division. You get the Giants, Saquon doesn't get hurt. I mean, these are big ifs, but the Giants are 500 team. The Washington, they're six and eight, six and eight, whatever. And the Eagles are still four, nine and one. You're, you, this is a completely different conversation about how bad everyone on the team is, but because would, there's still a shot at bad. winning the I division. Injured. I would say injured. I mean, that, that's what I mean. You look at the IR list. We're up there with the Cowboys. We're up there with the 49ers. I mean, no one's claiming to blow up the 49ers because they're injured. And we've got guys, we're missing guys all over the place. We haven't had the same offensive line combination in a single game. We broke yeah, the, but record the, 40, for the, 40, the 49ers were a second half away from winning the Super Bowl versus the Eagles haven't been good since they won the Super Bowl. So what are we talking about here? Well, they've won. They've made the playoffs, made the playoffs last, playoffs two years, last two years. Yeah. I mean, the NFC against East. The healthy, but... Against the healthy Dallas. <laughs> well, if, if Dallas against is as good as you're saying, they beat them last year. Right. Wouldn't it matter? I, I, I mean, I'm sorry. I think I disagree. I, I think, <laughs> We're sounding by very... the way, there's changes need to be made. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I, I would, regardless, but, oh. So let me jump in. So, Greg, let me jump in. Ultimately, 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 playing the troll role here, getting the conversation moving. I love the troll role as as a New Englander. Love the troll. Playing the troll role here. This this year is just being this (laughs) this year is just being chalked up to injuries and COVID. No need to hit the panic button. We'll reset next year. Jalen will be the best backup in all of all of the NFL. They're they're going to keep both quarterbacks. And just roll with, with this combination like a like an Alex Smith Mahomes before they eventually moved on from Alex Smith. Is this what is that what is that what you're telling me? I'm I I didn't speak on the quarterback position. That's I'm saying in general. No all, right all in all, you chalk you chalk this year up to injuries. You chalk this year up to COVID. This is just a fluke year, and you go into next year with all the same assets plus whatever you add in, in free agency. And, oh, and I, I, the I certainly draft. think there's, there's some dead weight. I, I want gone. Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson. I think Zach Ertz is, is gone. Um, Deshaun Jackson know, had I, a great I, year last year. If he doesn't get hurt this year, are we having different well, conversations? Jackson had, wait, wait, hang on. Deshaun Jackson had <laughs> one game last year. I, I was out of Deshaun from the start. So he's, he's just a hamstring waiting to happen. Uh, oh, I think there needs to be some personnel change, but I think there's still a decent, fa- this isn't the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Jets. I mean, there's a foundation here. That of, of with with some veterans who are winners and some young talent. I, Jordy, I, I apologize. We we cut you out, you know. But so come on, give me your thoughts. Go on. I I want to give you the last word here before we move on to the rest of the picks. No, so I to jump in for trade value. I certainly I am now convinced, despite Doug Peterson needing to name Jalen Hurts as the starter every week. Uh, I'm pretty convinced that they're probably going to move on and trade him. Um, doesn't seem like how he's bag to try to just go one for one without getting draft picks involved. 
I know that the, the contract obviously is a big part of that, um, which concerns me. I feel like they're probably going to keep a large amount of that on there, but you know, so it is. That's why, it, you know, the cost of paying somebody a lot of money. Um, in terms of Matt's point, in terms of all the various injuries, that's where I had been throughout the year before they decided to sit Wentz. Uh, obviously, Jalen Hurts. The decision to change quarterbacks with a second round pick that probably shouldn't have happened. It was kind of a weird pick. Certainly lit a fire under everyone else's asses, and they've played incredibly well. The O-line, I still would like either a draft pick or trying to go out and get somebody, despite the injuries, help out around there. Obviously, Brandon Brooks, missing as much time as he has, clearly has been shown, going all the way back to the running backs. While Miles Sanders has been great, I do think, and this is not to agree with Greg saying the Eagles have sucked since they won the Super Bowl, but one of the biggest differences is that they haven't had, and I think this with a lot of NFL teams, they haven't had a guy north-south hand him the ball and separate that way, like a tractor Cito, LeGarrette Blunt obviously was that the year the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I think that's been a huge difference, and I think, while not necessarily where the NFL has been going, I think the teams that do have that have found success doing it, and I think regardless of who your quarterback is, you'll be able to find some success there. So I think there's certainly that. There's a lot in the secondary that I have been saying since, Greg, the last time that the three of us were sitting here before that Super Bowl that I think need to be figured out. Obviously, there are injuries there now where the Green Goblin, Jalen Mills, has been going back to cornerback where he had been very spotty in that Super Bowl run. Um, so there's obviously a lot to chalk up there, but it really depends on where the salary cap ends up after they make some sort of decision on Carson Wentz and where they can go from there. There, uh, There's some flexibility to move. There's guys that are coming up, as Matt mentioned, but we'll have to see what they end up doing. I would like to see some changes. I know there's a lot of goodwill built in from winning the Super Bowl three years ago, but I think that there are some changes that need to be done either at coach or in the front office, potentially both. All right, Jordy, you got to pick. Who, what do you got? I, I had two, didn't I? I had the Colts and the Bills. Uh, oh, I do have to pick. It is me. Yeah. Wow. We uh, we got into the Eagles talk pretty pretty heavily there. That's what I'm saying. I, Normally, I, I, Craig I gets to me to freak back. out about the Phillies, and I in the end of the show there. <laughs> so I'm very confused. I'm sorry. Um, but anyway, uh, so it's, it's so yeah, it's so easy to get you wound up about the <laughs> any Philadelphia team. Uh, maybe we don't do the hockey talk at the end of this. Um, <laughs> let's go to me for my which pick is it? It is my fourth pick. Uh, has this been game been taken yet? The Chargers and the Broncos. Not been touched all year. Not been touched. Three and a half point spread for the Chargers coming off a big win last week on Thursday Night Football. Getting a lot of rest. Denver looked helpless against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I know there's some injuries that the Chargers have been facing, but they looked really good. And kind of a wacky win. And I would not be thinking I'd be picking an Anthony Lynn-led team late in the season. But the Broncos at this point, they're figuring out what they need to do. Their defense really does not look good and i think that this is going to be almost a lock to go over the over 48 and a half points uh, but i'm going to take the chargers here and see what their offense does justin herbert really is getting it done talk about a, a quarterback who's figured it out in, in his rookie year um, a guy who's running it and really you can tell is a gamer and i think he's going to get it done move the chargers to six and nine and you know they go from there this is a team that we always talk about has a really good roster and He's really showing it. He's bringing out a lot of the talent. I, uh, uh, Herbert blows blow me away, man. That Chargers team, you talk about a team that should be better. Um, oh, man. How is many one-loss losses? Is he done? Is Drew Locke done? I don't next know. Year? 
Is he? Or, or do you mean in general? Um, yeah, I, mean, I think he's done. No, I think they with, move on. With the Broncos. They yeah, move they, on, yeah right? they move I mean, on. Wentz, Wentz, that's, a, that's another des- yeah, destination. I, I think it's Colts or Broncos. I feel like the Colts, because of because of Frank Wright, if, you're, if we're picking Carson Wentz locations. But the Broncos would be a good one. It would, they, that'd be a solid spot. Um, Look, let's stay off the Eagles talk. We already we already disrupted the picks for it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to get heated again with our <laughs> guest here. It's back to Greg for, for his final two NFL Greg's picks. not really a guest, by the way. We should stop saying that. He's not really a That's guest. Good. He's, he's a, part yeah. of the podcast. Yeah, he's, right. the, he's the other co-host. Uh, well, you're both right. the co-hosts. Right. That's awesome. I love it. Greg, you know two what? for you, man. You no, know, this is my last one. Are we going to do five? Yeah, it's five. Jesus, five? we're going to be here until nine. Just... This is like a ba- this is like a Greg and Dirty baseball pod, not a mad football efficient one hour on the on the dot here. What are we doing? <laughs> Jesus, Jordy, get the, control of the pod. It's the All Greg right. effect. <laughs> Easy money. Uh, you know, I'm gonna go here. Miami Dolphins, Las Vegas Raiders. Um, to me, who is this? Who is this Vegas oh, team? Yeah, that's a good pick. Who is this Vegas team? Who have they been all year? This is a must win for them. Two two and a half point dogs at home, uh, underdogs, and to me, Miami coming off a huge win, two huge wins in a row. They're sort of the the hot team, if you will, and and Tua looks great. I guess they lost they lost the Chiefs the week before the Patriots, but the point is they're they're beating the teams they should be beating. To me, I think this is a I don't want to say no-brainer, but I think this is easy, easy for for me to take the Dolphins to win by by more than two and a half over Vegas. It, okay, I mean it, it's it's a weird game because I mean, is Gruden's job in trouble? No, not at so. all. Okay. I think because he's what he's your what year three. He, he gets... I think they. Ju- I think the problem is the chief, the win against the Chiefs. They were in position. It kind of accelerated the timeline yeah, for a team I think is rebuilding smartly. Spiral. So. I think I, I think he gets back, five right? years. He's right there. He's in year three, right? I think he gets five years. He what is a ten year contract? It's him and Mayock doing everything. I feel like they're too right. interlocked. That yeah, but again, even even any any coach, I feel like gets that three to five year cushion, and and he being the GM, like you said, he was a college a team. Year. He gets a whole a whole set of recru- of recruiting classes. Right. I mean, hey. look at I mean, look at Detroit. They they kept on to Patricia for way too long. <laughs> kidding me? Jeez, Louise. Um, that was only, this the, was only his th- third season, though. To your point, that's that's what I mean. And Gruden's too too like you said, he's too good. He had that win against the Chiefs, so he's like well. And Derek Carr's banged up. That's the other part. Where now it's it's kind of teams in free fall. What are they going to do with the rest of the pieces? Mariotti, Mariotti looked okay. He did look pretty good, uh, but apparently, apparently, uh, Carr was practicing with Mariota. I, I don't know. I don't yeah. trust it, Greg. I like that pick a lot. Yeah, Greg, a lot of teams. Are you sure you go ahead? Sorry, go ahead, man. I cut you off. Go, go, go. No, no. I was just saying a lot of teams are doing the having their because what happened with Baltimore, they're having one quarterback not practice with, so they're having two quarterbacks in a bubble and one quarterback isolated. Oh, hanging out. Yeah. Because of COVID. What were you gonna say? Are you sure you paid five picks? No, no. This is this is round five, but I was just. I thought it before. Give me a hard time. That's all right. Go on. Uh, <laughs> I, Arizona. I'm over, doing, I'm over here doing advanced math for me, which is addition. <laughs> <laughs> Arizona four and a half favorite point favorite to the 49ers at home. Uh, I guess both teams are neutral home site, in this neutral case. Site. Neutral, neutral site game. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers on this one. Uh, I think 
yeah, their defense has been banged up, but I feel like Kyler and that Arizona offense, when they get into a game where they play a defense that mixes things up and confuses them, they struggle. Um, Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Dolphins, to name a few, uh, good defensive teams. Uh, And then you look at them just – they put up a lot of points, and I think the 49ers can – can stifle that if you will. And I think, uh, I, I, to me, I think, I think it's going to be closer than, than the line, uh, four and a half. And I think San Francisco ultimately covers, if not wins. Yeah. I don't hate that pick Arizona's defense. You saw it last week where they had the Eagles dead to rights and they let them right back into it. Uh, where Jalen hurts took over Miles Sanders played pretty well. Dallas got looked pretty good. He's making some clutch catches. I mean, even the ghost of Alshon Jeffrey appeared a few different times. Uh, so this is something where Arizona certainly doesn't step on the team's throat when they have it. Uh, and San Francisco's offense has actually been pretty good. I know Raheem Mostert's hurt. Jeff Wilson actually looked pretty good last week. Um, kind of depends on how the receivers play. I hate to you know just pin it all on one position for, for San Francisco to think how close this gets. But NFC West usually likes to play close division games, so I like that pick a lot. Thanks, Jordy. I think it's a crappy pick, but we can move on. <laughs> you want to? You going to pick against it? No, no. Oh man, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just being mean. All right, Jordy, what do you got? You got two games left, yeah, right? So, yeah, two so... games. To... You got to pick one. Uh, you don't make. Me well, there's three the games one. left. Um... What do we have? You got Baltimore Ra- Giants, Bengals, Houston. What's the other game? Um. Well, it, there's oh. Oh, Atlanta, Kansas City. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, Kansas City. Um. Your call, man. Don't yeah, a lot of large artists. lines. We we did a good job avoiding the uh, the shit bowls. Um, I'm going to go Kansas City, Atlanta, and I'm going to take the Chiefs. This is going to bite me in the ass because Atlanta's come out hot Probably. against teams that look good, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs. You know, they, they've had so many different double-digit lines, and I want to look next week on how many different of their games have been double-digit lines, which has to be some sort of record. But they look really good. I know they... What's weird, so kind of to double back, I never made the point against Matt's Bills pick, but if the Steelers lose or the Chiefs win, then the Bills really do have nothing to play for because then they don't, they're don't they out on home field advantage. Um, so this is something where the Chiefs really, this is the last push before Week 17 is meaningless for them. And then you know, going against Matty D's pick, uh, that, that the Bills may not need to play Josh Allen. They just let him, Cole Beasley all hang out. But this is something where they're playing at the same time as the as the Steelers. It's not like uh, I'm really dating myself here, but way back when Michael Vick was a Falcon, and the Eagles played at 4 p.m. and I think it was the Giants lost, so the Eagles literally sent down or no, it was Jeff Garcia out for a play and then pulled him in, and the Eagles still trounced Michael Vick's last start as an Atlanta Falcon. One of my favorite memories in 2000, way back in 2006. But this is not that sort of a scenario. Patrick Mahomes, a great regular season finale for him. Really tunes up the boys before the playoffs. Falcons, thanks for showing up. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I don't know. This is, a, this is a game where I'd love to see a ton of offense out of this, but this is something where I feel like we've we've thought that, where Atlanta's team can show up and really put it out there against quote-unquote great defenses, like last week against Tampa Bay. Kansas City's really likes to step on another team's throat. I get it that if they're up huge, if Indianapolis pulls away with it, maybe the second half they, you know, cool it off. 
So 11's a lot to lay, but I'm still going to go to the Chiefs minus 11 here. Tough line. I'm going to switch over. Um, I thank you for not leaving me. The Giants-Baltimore game is nearly impossible because I don't know if it's Colt McCoy or Daniel Jones. Uh, I think it's a big line. But what, Jordy, what did you have for Cincinnati? It doesn't really matter. Eight and a half. It's in with the line. It's eight and a half for yeah. Houston over Cincinnati. Yes. Yeah. Deshaun Watson is still Deshaun Watson. I really liked him. I, I think that Cincinnati, God, how they even won that game is beyond me. Um, but I, I, I like Houston to cover against Cincinnati. I just don't have a lot of faith there with whoever's the no, starting quarterback. That's a, that's a solid Big pick. letdown game, right. Um, and, and I think Houston is playing a little prideful just with everything going on there. So uh, on my last game, I'm going to throw the bone to Houston to cover a huge spread at eight and a half. I think they win by 14 to 17 points. So. Well, talking about good quarterbacks with nothing to do, Deshaun Watson has been unreal the last couple of weeks. So I feel like that's... Yeah, he made, the, he made a Pro Bowl. I'm yeah. not sure I totally agree with that, but uh, just, you know, because the, the quarterback should be tied to his record more than almost any other position. But uh, yeah. Yeah, but, I feel like Tannehill going back way, way back, probably an hour and a half ago, Tannehill probably should have gotten in over over Watson. Yeah, I would completely agree there. So the Pro Bowl, is. does every team have to have a representative? No, there's a couple teams that don't. That's what I thought, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah I don't think the, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys don't have someone for the first time in forever. Good. Fuck the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. So it's like uh, just quick on that. I think I think letdown is is 100 right for the Bengals. I think that's a that win that they just had against Pittsburgh is sort of a all right. Well, we did that without our franchise quarterback, our, our defense. We have someone to hang our hat on. You know, we have some receivers who can play, and that's sort of a all right. That's a building block game for the future. And you know, at this point, the rest of the season, we can do whatever. You guys won your big game of the year. Let's just. Uh, and you potentially tied a playoff team in the Eagles, so let's just let's just call it a season. But I think that's a that's a good pick. <laughs> I'm laughing at the potential playoff team in the Eagles. Hey, I mean, I guess there's there's one thing. I don't know how far Pittsburgh's gonna get in the playoffs, but the Eagles at least tied the Bengals. You know, I guess the Steelers beat them earlier in the year, but when it when it mattered most, I don't know. Trying to spin zone it. Uh, so that, that that does it with picks. Wait, uh, real quick. On um, San Francisco, uh, just signed Josh Rosen as a back backup to uh, CJ Beathard. So chosen Rosen, going back wow. to his work. Uh, I guess Northern California. Does that mean Nick Mullins is out? Uh, elbow yeah. injury. Yeah. Oh. oh Jesus, I can't get a backup quarterback. Anyway, sorry, different conversation. I'm trailing off here. <laughs> well, I think uh, it's gonna be a solid week. A lot of wacky lines that are pop, popping out here. Um, before we head this thing out, we do have basketball starting tonight. Hockey got announced that it's officially back. Greg, I know you're normally our big hockey guy. What, what's your thought on the NHL being back? Uh, yeah, we were texting about it privately, um, but I think that they – so they split up uh, the teams into four divisions. They have an all-Canadian division since no, uh, no, no travel really between – the, the North American uh, countries there. So the all Canadian division is going to be realistically, you're playing every team in your division and only the teams in your division. So the Canadians are just, they're playing the, the seven Canadian teams that and every other team is just eight. So you're playing the same seven teams, I should say for all 50 some odd games. Um, so that's a little frustrating because 
sort of like what we're talking about with college football. You don't really know how good every conference is, right? It's the same argument. One division could be the SEC and, and you could have a, a nine and three Florida team who, again, Florida, like the SEC is probably way better than any team in the big 10, but here we are with a, with a big 10 team at four and one and or five and one and they're, and they're ahead of Florida in the ranking. So that's sort of the frustrating part. Um, hey, who? What were Indiana and Northwestern? Aren't they? Aren't they up there in the rankings ahead of Florida? Uh, I think Florida's the, the point. The point is, Jordy. Seventh, yeah. The point is for those who uh, who understand what I'm saying are smart enough to understand what I'm saying is that the oh. division thing. <laughs> the division thing is tough um, to swallow, but I'm glad they are playing hockey. The division that the Bruins and Flyers are in the same division kind of get screwed because there is only one team, the New Jersey, New Jersey Devils, who did not make the bubble and, and really are the only team. Buffalo didn't not, either. Not very good, I should say. Um, and so to me, the there's no easy night. There's no night off except for when the Devils come to town. So that's a little frustrating. But other than that, I'm excited. There's there's hockey, like you said, Jordy. There's going to be a lot of fights. There's going to be a lot. Tempers are going to be high because you're playing the same teams so many times. A lot of rivalries will be created and started. And maybe maybe the Bruins will finally start to think of the Flyers as a as a rival for the first time uh, in a while. Don't go NBC on us. Don't try to push that narrative of Flyers Bruins <laughs> rivalry. Um, no, I totally agree with you that the divisions is kind of wacky. That. There's a team that, that is going to be flat-out better than it, multiple teams that make the playoffs. At least one in the quote-unquote East Division, the Metro plus Bruins and, and Sabres. Uh, whoever misses it. I mean, unless, like, the loss of Lundquist and, and the guy that who's now starting for the Capitals ends up sucking. Like, we're, you know, somebody... There's going to be a team in there that, that we're going to really think, like, oh, the... I don't want to... I don't even want to, like, say a name because... There's some unknowns. There's some rookies that are going to be really good. One specific in in New York, that should be really good. That you know that that'll happen. But that's a you know that's a future us problem. Uh, versus you know teams like a uh, previous you know the previous two Stanley Cup champions that are playing uh, in lackluster American divisions. Let's put it that way. Yeah, different um, pod for a different time. But yeah. I think ultimately there was a there was a very real possibility that the season wasn't going to happen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you, you were so the, took the words the out fact, of mouth. Yeah, the fact we do have a season uh, at all, or the the fans are able to watch the NHL at all, and and they don't miss out on the NHL doesn't miss out on another opportunity to showcase their players like they got this summer, I think is huge. And uh, I think in terms of the NBA, I mean it's the same teams every year, and there's no deviating from it. And the Celtics got worse, so pretty pumped about that. Yeah, Matt. What do you think about it? About it all? You said it for the Sixers. What do you think about the hockey? Look, I gotta be honest. I obviously pay attention. I'm a sports fan in the peripheral. I'm really excited for them to be back. I just need to get through Christmas, and then I can really start to focus in on the next few sports. Also, I'm in mourning still. Okay, my team is basically halfway buried, six feet under. So, um, you know, <laughs> I just gotta give myself a little bit of time. Then I'll get juiced up for the next disappointment that's coming, whether it be the Sixers, the Flyers, or both at the same time. Um, hey, JT Romito still hasn't been signed yet, so we have that to whenever, look forward to. Whenever we are freaking ready. So when, let's not yeah. even go down when, that when road. He's leaving. He's leaving. No, no, he's that's what I'm saying. When the, when the Red Sox or the Dodgers yeah. sign him, Matt, you, you have that Jordy, to look forward Jordy, to. you're going to – he's yeah. – Greg's – he's – don't give Greg an opening here. He's the Yankees. Gonna, he's gonna no, we're forgetting the Yankees. Uh, we I've, can just I've let Gary Sanchez walk. Football podcast. I, I don't know. 
I've said I've goes. sent Jordy so many text messages about JT Realmuto coming to the Red Sox. It's not oh, even funny. The Phillies fucked this up so badly. There's no fucking way they're getting. If they do, I'm gonna be really excited. But they fucked this see, up so badly. Did you see that? Did you see the speaking of Major League Baseball? I know not a podcast, but they just lowered. They just uh, lowered the salary cap or whatever. The luxury tax. Uh, there was a meme that was going around today of if the the Dodgers signed Lindor and Real Muto in the lineup. It looks like a fucking All Star team. God damn it! Like and, yeah, well, and the Red Sox are going to sign Didi. Red Sox are going to sign Didi and put Xander at second. Uh, oh, Greg, you're going to you need to go on Twitter more often if they do get Didi. <laughs> the Didi emoji recaps were a highlight of the 29 games the Phillies ended up winning for me. <laughs> anyway, um, hey, good luck. I really, I really hope the Eagles, uh, the Eagles Thank win you. this weekend, and I really want to come down to Week 17 when all the teams play each other. No, I what I need. I hope, I hope Week 17. I need Brown Steelers Sunday Night Football that Week 17 flexed game. Like the Eagles have gotten that before of Eagles Cowboys, which is pretty great. Matt's par- uh, parents in law. Uh, did they drive down when they went to the Week 17 game? But they were there and they were sending us pictures. It was a good time. Um, I feel like I feel like it's gonna down. be it's gonna be yeah, an drove, NFC. Right? They, they ran an RV, didn't they? I don't know if they ran an RV, but I think they drove. Yeah. It's gonna be an NFC East team because that's the it's gonna be an NFC East matchup. Because against the eyeballs, Steelers get the you know, the Steelers most. I'm not gonna say that. I don't want to trigger you, Greg. Steelers are one of the most popular teams in the NFL, and they're all all their fans are douchebags. Oh, stairway to seven. Fuck, fuck the Steelers. Glad they lost. Yeah, I mean, I've never heard that before, but yeah, I, I, I mean, I feel like. Yeah, maybe Baker versus Ben would be a good matchup, but I want I want Washington to lose. Want, they'll they'll just buy all the ad space. I want Washington to lose. I want the Eagles to win, and I want that Week 17 when all four teams play each other, and it's just a. I guess every team needs to lose for the Eagles to have a shot, but I it's just going to be a barn burner. Uh, it would 17. be if Washington loses and the Giants lose. Eagles would be five nine and one. The Giants would be five and ten. Washington football team would be six and nine, uh, so it, I think it would, unless, the, well, the they'd be ahead of the Giants. Yeah, so it would only be Washington versus Philadelphia for uh, that division in Week Seventeen. <laughs> well, the Cowboys, every, everyone needs to lose this week against the Eagles, right? Because the Cowboys need to lose too. The Eagles play the Cowboys, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they get that job done, Greg. Well, I'm just saying everyone needs to lose this week for the Eagles to to have a shot, right? Yeah, so the, the the stipulation is Washington football team will clinch a playoff berth and the NFC East title if they win and the Giants lose. That's how the that's how the NFC East gets wrapped up today or this week. Yeah, but we're not talking about the Giants. We're not talking about the Giants. The, we're, talking about, the we're talking about the Eagles. The, for the Eagles and the Cowboys, the loser is eliminated. And if Washington wins, the winner is eliminated too. So Washington needs to lose first and foremost. Nice. All right. Well, while I have Matt on this podcast, Matt, this two-hour pod that you—I mean, I, we're I'm only at an hour you. and a half. So. I'm, I'm, imp- I'm impressed you had the stamina to last this long. Yeah. Well, there was the there was the twenty-minute period where you just decided to leave because oh, you have yeah. So it's only going to be like an JV app. internet. Yeah. But Matt, that's, that's a Comcast you, problem. <laughs> since you have that's the stamina to last this long, how do you feel about the Invincible movie? I am not going to answer that question. Over <laughs> my quota of time. Uh, and uh, we will, you know, I respect everybody in the film industry. 
uh, and every you know. So anyway, the amount of times Greg's used to say "them eagles" to me them in Iggles? high school. What do you mean them eagles? Them eagles, Jordy. You open the door, okay? <laughs> shut it, shut it closed. Them eagles, All right? Them eagles. What do you mean? You don't like you don't like you don't like the accents? Them eagles. Oh, Greg, shut we can go. Door. Greg, the next time when COVID ends, we're gonna take you to Delco, and we're gonna take you to some nice. You know, some nice bag. You know, you're nice not bag going to Delco. Here uh, we go. Don't you? Or no, you, you live in. You live in. Are you in Chester County still? In, in Chester Melbourne? County. Or are you in, yes. Are you Chester. in Boondocks? Chester. What do you Chester. mean? What, what do you mean? Them, them playing. Them playing street football and throwing each other on on top of their brand new cars is is not. That's not normal. That doesn't happen in Philly. I told Greg, you. you stayed I'm at my house in South Philly. Philly. You know the answer. <laughs> to that. Oh, well. <laughs> It's great. It's Greg's dying. Uh, well, hey Matt, I appreciate the honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, I mean the real eagle, the premier Eagles film. Greg is the uh, garbage picking, field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon with Tony Danza. So I do, you- I do, I do want to give a quick congratulations to Matt for winning the Thunder Cup. What do you now? Two and it was a two and two. Two and two for the two teams. So, uh, two two. but I'm roaring back. It's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Granted, Jordy didn't have his best team available to him this year, but uh, pretty good. Nice job. Hey, no, Greg. Thank no you. Greg. I appreciate it. It was very well done. I'm still undefeated with Greg in the in the cart with uh, me. I, I really have to thank my 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 team. I really can't take a lot of credit. I mean, I did dominate as expected, but really, it was everyone else out there that, that Greg that, that Matt Matt shot his career low. That's yeah, awesome. Matt. That yeah. is, I mean, listen. That's yeah. how you. There's win no way I want to lose than Matt shooting his career low. That is like the best possible way for me to lose. That's that's how you win tournaments. So good for you, it Matt. Is. He came through in the clutch. <laughs> uh, Especially Matt, he closed me out on the 16th hole. The last three holes didn't mean shit, and Matt still, like, he still played the lights out. Wait, did you? Uh, what was the score? If you don't mind me asking. The team so score. Was my- or, no, what was your, or match. What was your what was your best round? What what was the number that you got? This is, I broke eighty for the first time. That's unreal. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. Couldn't that's miss huge. out there. We'll take it. That's awesome. Good for you. Would yeah. you? You have two or three birdies. Ooh, uh, three. I mean, three. All right. Three. I give it. I think he, he was too busy winning. He couldn't. There's no chance. I, he I, was, I was unconscious. I just swung away. You're Will Ferrell <laughs> in old free. school. What happened? I blacked exactly. out. Exactly. <laughs> Blacked out. As we were, as we, like, Greg, we were finishing with with car lights illuminating the 18th green. That's damn. That's classic I mean, October golf. Did it? Did it really come down to it though? Didn't you? No, uh, it didn't matter. Didn't you guys get blown out? No, uh, we didn't get blown out. We uh, Tommy won his match. Throttled. Throttled. It was what? It was in, <laughs> if if it was regular Ryder Cup scoring, it would have been two and a half to one and a half. Because I think one was one was tied. Tommy won his match. Your cousin and you won. Obviously, yeah. I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Sorry. We're, we're running right. through Jared, it. You let J- you let Jared win. That's all I gotta remember. Oh yeah, Jared did win. He didn't tie. Oh, yeah, so gosh. you did. You, you did win in a landslide. Yeah, when we. Yeah. Uh, he's not listening to this. When we thought Jared was gonna have a meltdown after the first hole. <laughs> he made it through. He, he did make it fine. through. Jared. Jared came through in the clutch. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's gonna do it for the show. Before we say anything else that's incriminating. Boys, thank you. This was a lot of fun. Always love a good, uh, good razzin. Greg, we'll have you on soon enough to talk about some hockey. Yeah. Hey, listen, I appreciate you you allowing me to be on the football podcast uh, for the first time. The scar just the scar just healed, and, Matt, and we had to have Matt phone in his picks. Remember? 
No, it was the opposite. I think I phoned in my picks, and you you supplemented them into your your little. Uh, oh no, podcast, no! What it was but... was you and I recorded it like over our lunch hour, and then I, Matt, I sent Matt your picks, and Matt right. responded so... to it after the segment. <laughs> right, and and I'm glad that I got torched then, but allowed to uh, to have the conversation in person now, and you know, for I'm glad that both of us picked with our heads and against each other's team. Um, or for the other team, I should say. I'm supporting the Eagles as opposed to hating on the Patriots being the best team of all time. But anyway, we're not here to say. I just want to say thank you. The scar just healed from from my last uh, time on here. And, uh, you know, to you guys, you do a great job. I love listening every week. I uh, am in a weekly pick em and I make my picks off of what you guys say. Um, so Hopefully what Matt says, not what I, I say. Normally I do, I do, I do fade you, Jordy. I go against what you yeah, say. And no, go that's smart. What, that's smart. So, um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie; it's uh, it helps me. But I appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me on, and uh, let's go USA. Huh? Let's go USA, baby! World Juniors, Maddie. Thank you, much appreciated, brother. Greg, always good to chat with you. Thanks, Matt. Hey, Jordy, real quick, World Junior talk. Team Canada, Matt. Just so you're, the, the rosters are 25 people, I think, max. Team Canada has 19 first round picks. Yeah, it's unreal on their team, including wow Kirby Doc and there's other, there's two other guys and, that had NHL time and, last year, right? And, and yeah, and there's only of the 25, there's two kids that that haven't been drafted yet. So that number, so let's say 23. So now 19 of the 23 people who were drafted were first round picks. That's that's impressive. I'm not surprised though. It's not their national sport. Lacrosse is their national sport. Yeah. Right. Look, I don't want to get into. Yes. But that just that's just Semantics, that's just yeah. absurd. That never happens. And 19 first round picks, it's unreal. So and two Philadelphia Flyers on the Canadian roster, I believe, and one oh. one American Flyer. Nice. Well, they turn out good. Yeah. <laughs> Better be good. <laughs> Hopefully, Carter Hart nice. led them to a to a gold medal. So you know, I like it. I like and then it. a silver medal when they lost to the Americans. So the team team USA, uh, there they have. I think they have seven guys or eight guys who are in the Anaheim who were drafted by the Anaheim. Yeah, Ducks. you're right. They do. <laughs> it's absurd. <laughs> the it's so absurd. We're just uh, watching the Ducks farm system. <laughs> All right, uh, let's get out of here. It's gonna be fun. All right, boys. Well, uh, we will talk to you later, everybody. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to the podcast. Search the bullpen cart wherever you get your podcasts. Thunder BLG on Twitter. All that good stuff. For Greg Piatelli, Matt DiStefano, third and girls question. I am the G Man. Have a great weekend, everybody. And fly, Eagles fly. Happy holidays. Go USA.